I was asked a question a couple of weeks ago and I've been chewing on the question ever since. Someone said to me, where is God in all this COVID stuff? It's a good question. And like most really good questions, as I have pondered on it, I find that there isn't an easy answer. And so now we find ourselves on this Sunday, in the fourth Sunday in Advent. And let's recap. Three weeks ago we began our Advent journey with the Gospel reading out of Luke 21 where Jesus describes the portents in the heavens and on the earth that will occur when God comes to earth again. The following week, week two of Advent, we read from Luke chapter 3 and it was the beginning of John the Baptist's ministry. And in that reading, Scripture tells us that John went out into all the region around the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance. And as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Then last week, we were still in Luke 3, where John is preparing the path. And John preaches a very hard word to those who had come out into the wilderness to see what this wild man had to say. You remember that reading about the vipers. Three gospel readings, those first three, weeks one, two and three, they all take place. 30 years or so after the birth of baby Jesus. And so now, on Advent 4, one week before we celebrate the Nativity, our Gospel jumps us back from 30 years after the birth of Jesus to six months before. Two women meet. They're related, they're cousins. Elizabeth is older. Mary is young. Both have been visited by the angel Gabriel, who has told them they will bear sons. John, he tells um, Elizabeth, will be great in the sight of God. And to Mary, the angel says, her son will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Both John and Jesus are unexpected pregnancies. Unexpected because Elizabeth is supposed to be beyond childbearing age. So she rejoices that she is having this baby. Mary's circumstances are very different to that. And in Luke's chronology, she does not rejoice until Elizabeth's confirmation of the miraculous identity of the baby she carries. How is this? Why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me, Elizabeth said, and thee, only then does Mary say, my soul magnifies the Lord. 
So, if Advent is about focusing us down on Christmas, how do these readings frame for us the coming of Jesus? We've been told that when God comes to earth, there are signs of tumult in the heavens and there is tumult on the earth. And then John the Baptist comes proclaiming that someone important is coming, someone that's so important, you need to change how you do your life. To the offspring of vipers, the brood, those brought up by vipers, he proclaimed to them, they'd been brought up to believe that it was okay to collect more tax than was prescribed, it was okay for soldiers to extort money through threat of violence, that it was okay to ignore the plight of those who were in need while holding surplus back for yourself. It was all okay because that's what everyone did. But John comes and says, no, someone important is coming. That doesn't work anymore. You can't do that now because God is coming. The time has come to turn away from that and to repent. And then in today's reading, we see confirmation that God is at work and that God will do as God has promised. And next week it's Christmas. And in our image of Christmas, there is an underlying tranquility. In the nativity scene, as we imagine it. The cattle are lowing. The baby awakes and in that soft yellow light of a lamp, Mary looks lovingly into the food trough that's been converted into a bed for the newborn baby Jesus. And under a starry winter's night sky, the shepherds are sitting around watching their flocks and the angels come to them too. And prompted by that visitation of the host of angels to see the baby lying in the manger, they come into town and they find the baby and as they peer in, they see that the words of the angels spoke have become true. You see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy. To you born this day in the city of David as a saviour, who is the Messiah the Lord, and this will be a sign for you that you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And so it is. There's been signs in the heavens. There's been tumult on earth, a massive disruption for these people. Thousands upon thousands of people moving across the nation, their nation under armed occupation, all so that they might be home, so that the invader can count them. And then in the midst of that tumult, with great rejoicing in heaven, 
It has happened. The day has come. The Messiah lies in the manger in Bethlehem. And what does the Messiah do? Well, it doesn't say that in the scriptures. But we've all looked into bassinets. We've looked at babies. So let's imagine. What does the Messiah do? What does the Son of the Most High who will reign over the house of Jacob forever do? Well, I guess when he was hungry, he cried. When he wasn't hungry, he slept. And between those two things, he was feeding. And yes, there is one more thing, but I'm not putting it in my sermon. You see, Christmas, when we think of the nativity, John the Baptist won't make his call for repentance for another 30 years. While the cattle are lowing, John the Baptist is probably trying to learn to roll over. So the shepherds, the shepherds go back to their sheep. The shepherds who heard from the angels. The shepherds who have seen what the angels said has come to pass. It is. The shepherds who other than Mary and Joseph and Elizabeth and Zechariah, the shepherds are the ones that know that the Messiah is here. But there's another 30 years yet for the tax collectors to collect more than they should and for the soldiers to extort money off people for protection. And I wonder that, I'm sure that during, or I don't wonder, I'm sure that in all those years that follow as they sit and they watch their flocks by night or seated on the ground, that those shepherds are wondering what has changed? Does the Messiah being here, because they know the Messiah is here, they saw him, does the Messiah being here, has that made any difference at all? When things get really bleak, hard, bad seasons, wolves, extra taxes, disease, death, pestilence, all those things that happen in the ancient world. When things get really hard for those shepherds, do they find hope in what they know? That the Messiah is here. Does knowing that bring hope to them through those hard times, through uncertain times? You know, I think it must. The angels had said that the Messiah was good news of great joy. And surely if you know, because the angels told you and you walked in and you saw it, surely if you know, with that degree of certainty, you've got to believe that if God is here, things 
must change. Now, we've had a tough year. We've had a tough couple of years. And oh, how we need Christmas this year. We need the pause amongst the tumult to celebrate, to share, to rest. We need that pause, that tranquility amongst the uncertainty of how things will be, about what might, the uncertainty of what might happen next year. But as we do Christmas, however that is, our memorial of it reminds us of the reality of what the shepherds knew. They knew that the Messiah is here. Now as we have journeyed through this year together, throughout the massive disruptions that have formed our year, Sometimes together here in this place. But other times together online from our living rooms. However difficult things have been, however uncertain things have been, we as God's people have found our voices speaking out the ancient response to the proclamation, the Lord is here and wherever we have been, we have said, God's Spirit is with us. And we wonder, like the shepherds, when things will change, when God will make it right. And like those shepherds, all we have to fall back on is what we know. That we don't know when and we don't know how, but we do know that God is with us. You know, I want it to be like before COVID. I so want it to be like before COVID. I want this to end. But I know I cannot make that happen. So where then is my hope? My hope is in the truth of Christmas, that God is here. Emmanuel, God with us. I know that somehow, in some way, that's got to make a difference. Is that always enough to bring me peace? Does it always give me hope? Sometimes it does. But sometimes... Recently I've been thinking about those shepherds and their 30-year wait to see something happen after the first Christmas. And when I'm feeling a bit down on it, I wonder about them. I wonder, did they hear as old men of the wondrous events that happened in Jerusalem? Did they hear about this new movement of people who were following the teachers of this Jesus? Or did they hear from some young family member who shows up with the latest thing, all fired up about this new Jesus teaching thing? 
Do they hear that all those years later and sit back and think, ha, I've known for 30 years the Messiah is here. You see, I believe in the words we proclaim and I believe like the shepherds that we too will see it all work out. And it all begins at Christmas. The angel said, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you, born this day in the city of David as a saviour who is Messiah the Lord. Remember the question the sermon started with? Where is God in all this COVID stuff? Well, I still don't know the answer to that. I don't know what the answer might be even. But I do know where the answer is. The Lord is here. God's Spirit is with us. Amen.